Hello and welcome to another beautiful Friday on Speaking for Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here's your host, Andrew Gomison. Hello, Dan. As those of you who have listened to the podcast for any length of time remember, we had a regular feature on this podcast for a number of years called the Speaking for Him Book Club. Now, responsibilities and life has gotten in the way of uh, Naomi um, joining me and Denise who joined us for a couple, uh, they are not able to be a part of it. So the book club, as we knew it, kind of went uh, into the past. And you can listen to those book club episodes in the archives at any time. But what I thought I would do to do today is last January, I got the idea to write down every book that I read in 2019. So as I finished a book, I would add it to the list and I got to the end of the year a few days ago, and I found out, after totaling them up, that I read 44 books, I believe, in 2019. Aw, so, I thought you read 60. Uh, that's the goal for next year. No, <laughs> the goal is just to continue to read and see where I end up. I'm not really big into putting goals on that because it also... The thing about books is it sometimes depends on the length of the book. Like if I, like if all the books I read were the size of uh, the book I read on Ulysses S. Grant, then I might only get to a dozen in a in a year because that one took me like three months to read. It's also probably so, super dry and about twelve hundred pages long. <laughs> uh, that uh, it wasn't necessarily dry, but I'm the type of reader that kind of. If I get bogged down in a book, even if it's a good book, it kind of gets discouraging. Yep. So I really had to keep just plowing on for that. But I'm just going to give you five titles that stick out from that book list and tell you a little bit about each of them. 15 Minutes by Karen Kingsbury. I like to read Karen. She's a very good contemporary Christian fiction writer. And... She's very good at, at painting pictures and at having deep characters. And this one also resonated with me because it dealt with a crisis pregnancy. And I have long been a pro-life advocate and really want to encourage people in practical ways to choose life. We're about that time in the year where we are celebrating the anniversary of the Roe versus Wade decision that legalized um, those abortions and have caused the death of well over 60 million unborn children. So this is an issue that is clearly important to me. And the reason that I resonated with it was because I just saw how people pouring into this girl's life helped her to be able to choose life. And it also helped her to not have to deal with the trauma of choosing abortion and also helped her to put a baby in the arms of a family that desperately wanted a family. So what's and the significance behind the title? So two weeks um, was really the time that the uh, – I put – I said 15 minutes, didn't I? I have the wrong title on here. You it was do. two weeks. Two weeks is the title. I have 15 minutes in my notes. Another good book by Karen Kingsbury, but I don't know why I had that in there. But the significance of the two weeks was that 
from the time an adoption was arranged in this particular adoption agency, the adoptive parent had two weeks to decide to change their mom or the, the person putting their baby up for adoption had two weeks to decide to change their mind. So the adoptive parents had to wait two weeks and kind of white knuckle it um, and pray that God would allow them to have the baby. And the, uh, it was even more significant because something happened with the foster care of the baby where it didn't work out. So they gave the baby to the prospective adoptive family for um, the two-week duration where they were waiting to see if they could adopt the baby. So they were were at risk of being attached to the baby and then having to give it up. And even though this was a fictional account, it was based in truth from what I've read about the, uh, the where the author got the story. So, um, so two weeks is the name of that first book. The second book is one of those long books um, that I was telling you about, and that is Martin Luther by Eric Metaxas. Again, this is a this is a very long book. I I listened to it on audio, and I think it was a little bit over twenty hours, perhaps twenty two hours, and so it was quite the commitment. But I did think it was worth it. It gave me insight into Martin Luther um, in a way that. Uh, I had never thought of him before. I kind of dispelled some of the rumors about Martin Luther. And I think I mentioned on a, on a previous podcast how even Luther didn't like people being referred to as Lutherans, which, which I found particularly interesting. And um, if you really want to be challenged in your faith and just hear a lot of what Martin Luther thought about a lot of different things, reading Martin Luther by Eric Metaxas will be uh, good. And if you listen to the audiobook, he reads it. And sometimes authors reading their own material can be a nightmare, but he's actually a good <laughs> a narrator as well as an author. So That's nice. Um, and then the third title I have here is Prison Save My Life by Louis Dooley. And in our discussions... Off mic, it appears that both uh, Dan and myself have heard him speak at our churches. Um, to give a short story of Lewis, he was he was given uh, two life sentences plus a hundred years for the attempted murder of someone, and then by the grace of God, um, became a believer shortly after he went to prison, and then was given parole and then after being on parole for about a year or two they said he no longer had to report for parole it was originally going to be like until um 2039 if i'm remembering correctly or later that he was going to be on parole like it was going to be a long period of time uh-huh. and it was only a few years i think out of prison that they released him from those conditions and said, you're no longer on parole. And the significance of that was that he was involved in a prison ministry and he wasn't allowed to come back to the prison as a visiting speaker until he was off parole. So it was really a miracle of God that he was able to 
get off parole and um and be able to become full time with Set Free Ministries, which is um what eventually I believe led him to write the book. And interest one of the most interesting stories to me in that book was that he met and started dating his wife while he was in prison. Huh. And I believe he even proposed to her before he got out. Oh wow. So that is kind of interesting, kind of insane in a good way. Um and uh just interesting how God worked in his life and so definitely worth reading. Oh yeah. Now I know I recognize his name from uh I've heard him referenced by two different people. One is um uh, uh and now I've lost the names. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> um and then uh then I have The Good Neighbor by Maxwell King, and this is a book about Fred Rogers, who is known affectionately by children of all ages for the last 50 or so years as Mr. Rogers. And it was just interesting to to, to read a full-length biography about him. He never wanted a biography written while he was alive because he was a humble guy who didn't think he was that great. He was just trying to help kids. Uh-huh. But after he was, after he had died, one of the people that worked for his nonprofit organization said there really needs to be a book written about Fred so that his legacy gets passed on so that people don't forget about him and don't forget about the things that were important to him. And Fred Rogers' wife said, well, if you're so dead set that there needs to be a book, why don't you write it? <laughs> so... Maxwell King wrote this book, and it was very entertaining and interesting. So that's four titles from my 2019 book list. And I'm throwing in a fifth as a bonus that I actually read um, in 2018. And that was called Fearless by Sadie Robertson. Um, and I, I downloaded it from my local Overdrive a website, and I just thought, Oh, it'll be a quick read. I don't know how much I'll get out of it, but the Robertsons are a little bit intriguing. And so I'll just see what it's about. And if I don't like it that much, it's a short read. So it won't be that big a deal. It was a very, it was probably the most affecting book to me that I read in 2018. It was short and to the point, but it really talked about her fears and anxieties and what happened in her life when she allowed them to control her and what happened in her life when she let go and let God um, take them over. And I would recommend it to anyone who wants to get a boost and wants to embrace the fact that God does not want us to live in fear. So those are just some book selections um, that I have been benefited by, and I hope that you will find some blessing in them. Um, I plan to continue the practice of keeping track of my reading in 2020. So I'll probably do another podcast like this next uh, January and hopefully give you some worthwhile titles for my personal reading that will help you to be built up spiritually and to be entertained as well. So that's about all I have time for right now. So I'll just say 
quickly. Have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.